Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk minute 37 in which Lisa calms down, but beware the ire of Claudette. But before we get to the minute itself, I just wanted to point out, because I only noticed it this minute, the view off the west side of the roof is actually a view looking east that has been reversed. I have no idea why they couldn't take a picture facing west from their Cameras rooftop. Cameras are hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their, their actual rooftop, they went up to take pictures, uh, or footage off the roof, and apparently couldn't get every direction. So they just reversed one, and I guess hope no one would ever notice or care. I was going to watch this movie here, so, you know. Yeah. Why fix it? Oh, hi. Wait, who said that? (laughs) I didn't see which name popped up. (laughs) Oh, hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Brian. I'm Brian. Oh, hi, Sean. Oh, hi, Robert. Hi, Alice. Hi. Now, we, um, what happens in this minute? Uh, Oh, we're still up on the roof. Chris R. has just been dragged off to the police, which are apparently really, really close by. Yep. And Lisa handed the last minute in the middle of a question. What the hell is wrong with you? I love how this movie has been at like a level four the entire time, and then this scene just jacks it up to 11. These go to 11. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't matter. I was actually thinking um, recently, listening to an earlier episode of this show, uh, something someone said about re-editing. We had a whole conversation about how to fix the editing of the movie. And I was thinking about like scenes that don't, like, you could take this scene out of the movie entirely. Sure. It doesn't affect anything that comes up later. It doesn't matter to Denny as a character, or Lisa as a character, or really to Tommy as a character. And But I'm like, this scene's so good, though. I mean, Chris R. is amazing. He's the best actor in the movie, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he's running for public office right now. In, he is, uh, in my hometown. Yeah. He's not in my di- I'm not in his district, though, so I can't vote for him. What a shame. No. So, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's maybe the... I don't know if it's the best directed scene because the other characters are all over the place, as we'll see in this minute and the next. Yeah. But Chris R is great. It's more intense than a lot of the other stuff. I mean, they have fights later in the movie, and this one's more intense than either of those. But it just doesn't affect the plot. There's nothing. <laughs> well, it, Denny says, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter! So right. Really, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that was right. Matter. It matters a great deal, Sean. It matters a great deal. <laughs> it matters a great deal. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. This whole scene is just kind of Claudette, like standing behind Lisa, like trying to unsuccessfully mother Denny, but like only the part where like the mom is mad. Well, you, you also got to remember that in we'll talk about this a little bit more in a couple minutes, but. In the original script, I'm putting that in air quotes now, Denny is Billy, who, this is his mother, Claudette. Billy? I didn't know that. Although she has disowned him. 
she has disowned him because he's gay. So, like, for example, when he says, you're not my fucking mother in the script, he says, you're not my fucking mother anymore. <laughs> and she grabs, like, Claudette grabs him uh, in the script by his nose, by his not nose. by his shirt, and says, that's why I'm going to enjoy this so much. Pull down your pants, boy. It's time you got a belt. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, really? Goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. We're... I'm, I've been trying to follow the two versions of the script like minute by minute rather than get too far ahead. How do I get to the alternate universe where that version of the scene was made? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But there's certain parts like that detail and something that's coming up where it feels like the original version might not be the original version, but it's also clearly written like a badly written stage script, which is what the original should have been, and includes stuff that like Greg Sestero does talk about it in his book. We talked about it last week with the flying car. That is something we know came up in the script writing and in mm-hmm. preparation for the movie. And it's in there. And so it's maybe it's someone trying to play with like the fantasy of what the script was, but they're doing a pretty good job with a lot of it. I just want to say, as someone who has not seen this movie, <laughs> who has only seen the minutes that I've been assigned for the podcast... This makes no sense because the last I saw, this was a horror movie about a love triangle between a man and his fiance and their, you know, adopted neighbor slash son. And all of a sudden, like, who's this guy? Who's this old lady? There's a gun. What's going on? This does not jive with anything that I've seen before. That actually puts you in the same boat as Lisa and Claudette when they got to the roof, because they were shocked to find someone had a gun on Denny and, like, Johnny and, uh, I was calling Greg again, Mark, dragged him out of there. So you're right, you're in here, you're fine. Okay. Well, it, it would make more sense if it was, rather than drugs or some other sort of trouble that, that John, or that Denny is in, if he had a gun pulled on him because he was caught peeping into someone's window because we know he, well, at least I know he likes to watch. <laughs> he does like to watch. He likes to watch, yeah. yes. So I guess it was inevitable for one reason or another, Denny was going to be on the wrong end of a gun. Too much watching. Yeah. If, if he didn't kill everyone else first. Oh, exactly. yeah. If he yeah. didn't go crazy first. <laughs> you can only watch for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we covet what we see. So Denny needed some money to pay off some stuff. I just needed some money to pay off some stuff. And then this gets very confused about how we, it started last minute, but they're confused about how money works. <laughs> because what uh, kind of money? What kind of money? Yeah. <laughs> now we we talked about it last week, but in Philip Haldeman's comic, he does Denny between the scenes where he writes about what happens to Denny when we don't see him. And Denny specifically has been dealing drugs for Chris R. Kept the money this time because he wanted to buy a dress, like Lisa's, for his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend? Yeah, he mentions her in a couple scenes. Okay. Well, he has a mannequin that he keeps in the back room. <laughs> Not really. Well, he has a girlfriend who may have dumped Greg, f- or Mark, for him, which is kind of weird, but we'll talk about that later. They still haven't mentioned that. Oh, the, uh, the Betty Elizabeth theory, yeah. The Betty Elizabeth thing, yeah. Uh, so Lisa and Claudette gang up on Denny. Uh, he screams. Actually, I'd like to get two notes from Midnight Screening right away because they're very simple in this minute. Notes from Midnight Screening. The audience will scream along with Denny. Stop ganging up on me! Well, they'll scream along with him. It doesn't matter! But they'll also scream with Claudette. It matters a great deal! <laughs> 
and then with Denny again on You're not my fucking mother! So, there's a few good lines that, like, the whole audience just gets in on in this movie. Um, are we at the point where Tommy uh, comes running in yet? Johnny? Sure. We can get, we can jump there, yeah. So, oh, hi. Oh, hi, Robert. Oh, hi, Eric. Allison <laughs> and everyone. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi, but, Eric. But this, this is the point where this minute, as far as this, what this minute is, it's ha- about halfway through the minute, and it's it gets bad from here. I mean, it, it might have been a little bad, you guys talking <laughs> previously <laughs> so far this episode, but I mean, it's just Tommy yeah. cranks it up the notch that it needs <laughs> to, to be a oh, really yeah. bad movie. You, you're getting all yeah, these characters on this tiny little roof. It's going to get weird. And of course, second 38, Mark right. just appears magically. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on a whole transport here. We have we have a we have a Star Trek uh, crossover here, <laughs> <laughs> and it's when they uh, like Danny says he's okay. Johnny, of course, asks because Johnny's a great guy. Are you okay, Danny? Claudette in the movie says, "What's okay? okay? He's taking drugs." In that original script, now in air quotes, Claudette says, "What's okay? He's involved with some sort of gang of female trans homo perverts." <laughs> oh. No. This is the movie we deserve. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Remake it. And Mark says, come on, stop, it was a mistake. And in the script she says, a mistake, that he leases his body to addicted drug homos. <laughs> we deserve that movie with the flying cars and... Yes! Where is that movie? We need the flying cars, the trans homo perverts, Denny killing everyone. We need a mix of this script and the one we've been making up as we go. Hopefully Tommy listens, then he can make it for us. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> I do actually, I have toyed with the idea of trying to re-edit the movie and make it better, but unfortunately you can't add things that don't exist. You can't add the flying car or the mm, transformer. You, you, you have to special well, edition. Well, maybe add the line. To edit in some shots yeah. from Back to the Future yeah. 2. That'll work. <laughs> or we just, I, maybe Carolyn Minot might like some voice work. We could just get her to do some voiceover when she's not on screen and change her lines. They do so many, like, bad voiceovers in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, in the actual movie, the, like... Oh, yeah, their ADR is flawed, and their onset sound was horrible. No one would ever know. But, like, maybe people won't be able to tell the difference, yeah. <laughs> you just have them do some voiceovers. And Mark, Mark here says... Come on, it's clear. Which I think is evidence that Mark is perhaps a cop, as Greg Sestero <laughs> theorizes. Because it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Well, that, that's, and that's the old, uh old-timey terminology of, you know, saying the coast is clear. I think that's what he's he's going towards versus yeah, yeah. versus what, you know, Claudette doesn't understand what what he's meaning if that's what if that is what he's meaning. He, he's she's not getting that vibe. What's clear? She thinks it's, she thinks it's something understandable, understandably clear. Nothing makes sense. Oh yeah. Claudette is very confused in this scene. They they left ostensibly I mean they they said outright they're going to take him to the police. And then she says, I am going to call the police. I mean, I know they came back very quickly, but I don't think she trusts them. So where, where do you think they put Chris are? That's the question. Really? Presumably the police are right outside, mm. ready to go. Mm. I, I think maybe if, if Mark is actually a cop, maybe he has a cell set up in his okay. apartment. That's, that's <laughs> real handy. <laughs> that's why he's got that cell there. Okay. <laughs> Cause he's a cop. <laughs> Or Denny does. Maybe <laughs> Denny has a dungeon. We don't know. It's almost certain. And Mark knows about it because they share a girlfriend. So. Or two girlfriends if Denny had his way. 
Uh, yeah, this this minute it's it's weird, but it's also fairly simple in the actual content because it's just a lot of dialogue back and forth. Claudette's gonna call the police. Lisa tells her, "Mom, stop! It was Denny's mistake. Just stop." They don't even. Lisa doesn't even know exactly what he's no. doing, of course. Only Denny knows. And then Johnny, then Johnny, the great guy Johnny, gets like emotionally connected to him. Why did you do this? You know better, right? I'm Why? So- I'm sorry. And. We cut off in the middle of his line. You know better, Daddy. You almost got killed. See, John, Johnny cares. Johnny asked twice if he's okay. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of repetition in this minute. <laughs> there's a lot of repetition in this movie. <laughs> there's like, is he okay? Is he okay? Stop, stop. It was a mistake. A mistake. Are you okay? Are you okay? Um, then, then, uh, for what we'll see next minute, um, I'd like to point out second 52, where it seems like Claudette and Mark are maybe doing something, but you sure as heck don't really know it until <laughs> next <minute. laughs> If you catch my drift. When I like the contrast of, so there's the, Denny has the line, you're not my fucking mother. But then at the mm-hmm. end, Johnny's being very motherly, holding Denny's head mm-hmm. to his breast. Yep. He's very gentle and kind. He's a good person. Johnny <laughs> is his mother. See, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Johnny is his mother. Yeah. It's like the old cartoons where the male character, like the duck or the chicken or whatever it is, takes over the 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 uh, sitting on the nest, <laughs> sitting on the egg, and then mm-hmm. and then and then becoming the the de facto mother <laughs> for the abandoned egg. <laughs> Did you hear those stories about the two male penguins who? I know this isn't about the room, so I'll make it quick. Who were trying to <laughs> who were trying to hatch like they were trying to hatch rocks. Oh. Aww. On so mm-hmm. an aban they gave them an abandoned egg because they're a gay couple, so they can't they can't make a baby. And so yeah, so they gotta be fathers. It's very cute. Aww. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Sometimes father can be, you know. There are good dads out there. Sometimes the father can be a mother. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes Johnny can run in from the wrong corner of the roof, too. <laughs> yeah, it seems like... Sorry, I don't normally have the minute playing while I'm recording, but I actually have it. And I'm like, wait, he's coming from it the wrong like way. It seems like him and Mark were, like, hanging yeah. out, right? Maybe there's a cell right there on the roof. We just never see it because it's that other corner <laughs> that they never Like, built. it's like Lisa and, Lisa and Claudette are together, and so then they run out, and then Johnny and Mark are together. Then they run out. That's what it seems like to me. See, every time you say together, I'm just... Because there's... No <laughs> <sex in> the <laughs> that wasn't what I meant. Like, that got weird. I, I believe it, but it got weird. Then, because Monday, we'll keep it simple. We have a lot of people with us this week, but we'll go in order of how I'm seeing them right now. Brian, would you like to tell the audience who you are? Um, so- I was going to say were. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, you can hear me on uh, Scott Pilgrim Minute on, on Dueling Chandra, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it to me. Not much else going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric. Oh, I've I have several things going on. Um, the old the old show Watchmen Minute, which uh, might be coming back uh, around the time this gets released, um, because of the uh, HBO series, might do some mm-hmm. episode nice. episode recaps um, there with uh, Travis, and then. Uh, in between that, uh, uh, that and the, the other movies by minutes, uh, it feels like Weezer started. So that's a track by track analysis of, uh, Weezer's songs. And, uh, and as I said, uh, the, the most recent uh, movie by minute that I've done, I'm working on, uh, is Almost Famous Minute. So check all those out in our, in your podcatchers, yeah. please. 
and Sean. Oh, hi, I'm Sean. <laughs> um, you know me from... I'm just going to cut you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know me from Groundhog Minute. And then uh, coming up uh, in November, I'll be doing Home Alone uh, for the holidays. We'll be covering Home Alone in six episodes. And you can... Um, I've got a new site coming up that's the next uh, the next scene where we cover pop culture one scene at a time. And the website for that is uh, nextscenepod.com. But as always, you can go to catandshawn.org, and that'll have links to uh, to everything I'm doing podcast-wise. But it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! <laughs>